be grateful for, don't we? Huh? When we look at uh, just all that we have traversed over this last couple of years. And uh, welcome to everybody who's watching online. We suspected that there might be a bunch of folks that were either, you know, making their, you know, the dish that they're known for, that they're bringing with uh, family tomorrow or the turkey or whatever it was. So we weren't really sure what tonight would look like as far as attendance, but we're just glad for everybody who's here, everybody who's watching online. And it's, it's going to be uh, a nice time for us with the Lord here uh, celebrating Thanksgiving. But before we we move any further into the message, uh, just as uh, Serena shared with us, why don't we go ahead and just pray uh, for all the giving that's taken place during this week. Uh, we know as we leave today, um, you know, we'll be sowing in the offering as well, and we just want to, hey, on Thanksgiving, let's, let's give God thanks for the opportunity that we have uh, to sow, to be able to be partners with him. I, I hope that doesn't ever get old to anybody else. You know, I, I uh, like to remind myself on a regular basis, we get to be partners with God in the advance of his kingdom, huh? That's a precious thing. So Father, tonight we do thank you so much. What a privilege, what an honor. And we do come before you with thanks and praise for your goodness and your faithfulness and for all of your supply. And as we uh, sow tonight, as we've sown during the week, as our, as our sowing takes place, God, we pray that you would be lifted up and glorified in all of it. And Lord, we just thank you that there is fruit uh, that you will cause, not just fruit, but fruit that will remain, fruit that will touch eternity. And God, for that, we just give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Pastor James and I are just going to kind of tag team a little bit here tonight. That's why I'm kind of in the chair, a little relaxed, and want you to really just look at it as a little bit different of an evening, more of a time to worship, a, a little bit of time of reflection, just as we, we think of God's goodness. Uh, you, you know, as we look at Thanksgiving, uh, the tradition started on our shores, you know, as far as this holiday uh, in 1623. And uh, it, there was a proclamation that was made by Governor Bradford uh, three years after the pilgrims had settled at Plymouth. And, you know, we, we actually discussed, you know, should I try to, you know, get the hat, you know, the pilgrim hat and the, the gun with the big, you know, bell-bottom thing on it. And we just figured maybe that would distract too much from, from it. But, you know, we just wanted to kind of get in the moment. So you just have to... <laughs> You'll just have to imagine, uh, you, you know, uh, that, that for us, okay? Here, here's what he says, to all ye pilgrims, inasmuch as the great father has given us this year an abundant harvest of Indian corn, wheat, peas, squashes, and garden vegetables, and has made the forests to abound with game in the sea with fish and clams, inasmuch as he has protected us from the raids of the savages, has spared us from pestilence and disease, has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience. Now I, your magistrate, do proclaim that all ye pilgrims with your wives and ye little ones do gather at ye meeting house on ye hill. A lot of yees. Between the hours of 9 and 12 in the daytime on Thursday, November ye 29th of the year of our Lord, 1,623 in the third year. Aren't you glad we changed it where we just say, you know, 2021 in the year of our Lord, 2000? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so th how cool. Uh, so do this uh, um, on this third year since ye pilgrims landed on ye Plymouth Rock there to listen to ye pastor. 
as ye are doing here, and rendering thanksgiving to ye almighty God for all his blessings. And you know, uh, what, what, a, what an important thing that was laid out for us, 1623, and through ups and downs and ins and outs over all these years, uh, became something that was very, very anchored in our American culture, uh, until it wasn't. Right, and uh, I, you know, it, it just got more and more disappointing to me uh, to see stores that, you know, we would, you know, the Black Friday sales would move into. Uh, oh, oh, am I dropped? Okay, got, got it. Amen. Bless the Lord. Thank you, God, for technology. Right. You know, so just watching, we all watched it over this, oh man, probably the last several decades, right, where, you know, they just kept moving it further and further back, and now the last uh, several years, uh, it was opening up on Thanksgiving Day, and, and I'm not sure, I could be wrong, but I thought I had uh, read or, or uh, heard on the news that Target was going back to, uh, was it Target? Yeah, I see some nods where they, they said, hey, we're, we're going to close up on Thanksgiving Day, you know, and I mean, that that doesn't just, you know change the world and bring revival, but I thought, how good that, you know, that there's a pushback that's going on, you know, on just 24-7 stuff, always happening, always going, you know, um, and, you know, the idea of Sabbath, the idea of rhythms of life, and the idea of uh, honoring days that are meant to be set apart, you know, for us to remember, for us to give thanks, and so uh, that, that's, that's the little bit of history of, of this tradition for us in America, but we know as Christians uh, that the Word of God is filled with places where we're exhorted and encouraged to give thanks. So not just on one day, right, but every day we're, we're to live with a thankful heart, a thankful spirit. A couple of verses that remind us of this. Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. And his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. That's a verse we could just chew on all through the day tomorrow, right? Just, just thinking about God's goodness and his faithfulness. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a good word. In Psalm 95, verse 2, let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. And so, you know, God is so good. What he asks us to give him, you know, at the end of the day, we can never outgive God. Isn't that right? Whatever we give to God, and, and not that we give to get back, but there's always just benefit in blessing and, and giving ourselves away. And when we give thanksgiving, uh, there's so many benefits, but just a couple to remind ourselves of here tonight. Uh, living with a grateful heart, uh, number one, it says in the word, as a person thinks in their heart, so are they. Right? So we live with a, thank, a thankful attitude. On the inside, it's just going to affect and, and mold and shape every other part of our lives. So then the word exhorts us what to focus on, right? We, we've talked about this over, over many a Sunday. What we focus on enlarges in our thinking uh, in, in that picture before us. Uh, number two, the ability to access the joy of the Lord comes when we live with a thankful heart. Amen. Number three, empowerment to rise above our circumstances and to, to access a walking by faith attitude. 
Thanksgiving is the key that opens that door for us to do that when we're thankful, when our eyes are on the Lord's blessings and his faithfulness and in his goodness. That puts us in an attitude and a position to walk by faith. And then our ability to impact other people is affected because our attitude gets affected when we're thankful. And how many know our attitude is one of the greatest assets that we have in walking through life and walking with the Lord and in walking in victory. Amen? Right? So the Lord knew that. The Lord knows that. He's the one who designed us, put us all together. And so he lets us know, man, if we'll live in a place of thanksgiving. That's why I am. Uh, it, thanksgiving is is just about, uh, it, it is certainly one of my favorite holidays because it really does bring our whole nation to stop and to position ourselves in a way that God wants us to, to live as a lifestyle. And how cool, that wasn't an exhaustive list, but we just looked at a handful of, of benefits that will be absolute game changer in our lives. And the beautiful thing about all of this, it's not based on anything that's going on around us, right? It's, it's going on just, just who God is and our heart toward him. So with, with some of those opening comments, let's, let's just reflect on that a little bit. And let's have some time of worship, some time of thanksgiving. Amen. Lift you high, high within our hearts. 
all of our worship. We worship you, we seek you, we trust you, we love you, we thank 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 you, and so we lift you high, forever lift you high, high within our hearts, high within our minds, and Jesus, you our cornerstone, high within our hearts and high within our minds. And so we lift you high, ever lift you high, high within us, high within our minds. So you alone, our rock, our cornerstone. High within our hearts and high within our minds. And so we lift you high right now. Forever lift you high. High within our heart. High within our minds. Jesus, you alone. Our rock, our cornerstone. High within our hearts. Within our minds, and so we lift you high, forever lift you high, high within our hearts, and high within our minds. Jesus, you alone, our rock, our cornerstone, high within our hearts, and high within our minds. Yes, we do, Lord. We lift you up. We enthrone you in our hearts and our minds. Father, it's our heart's desire tonight as we pause in in just these few moments that we're gathered here as as a family. It's the body of Christ together. We do want to live as a grateful, thankful people. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Oh, God, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us. You've delivered us. You've sanctified us. You've forgiven us. You've redeemed our life from destruction. You are our healer. God, just in every way that we need. And we're so grateful. We just pray here tonight in whatever the life circumstances or situations that would come against thankfulness in our lives. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you would pour it out upon us. Refresh and renew and revive restore your people in this room watching online for anybody that might be listening at a future time we ask together precious Holy Spirit would you come and fill us 
Fill us to overflowing. And break the effect. Break the chain. Break whatever would keep us from living as thankful, grateful people. Lord, we're even asking tonight just the holiness of your presence here. Take us to a new place of gratitude. A new place of entering your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Father, I I pray for the body of Christ. We pray for the body of Christ all around our region, all around our land. Lord, all around the world where the turbulence and the trauma of this last very long season has beat down and, and, and brought despair and discouragement wherever it would be, we pray that you would breathe life and that you would breathe hope by your spirit, God. just as we say, stay in an attitude of reflecting and an attitude of worship, I, I want to just um, share a couple of things that we can maybe take some inventory on. You know, look at this as even a, a little bit of a prepping for communion. So in, in whatever posture of worship is good for you, um, just, just stay in, in, in that heart posture. I just want to share on a couple of obstacles that can get in the way of our gratitude in our modern culture here. And Lord, just prayerfully where we have allowed these things, Lord, show us so that we could cast them off. And so just want to mention five things, and I think they're the bigger ones, not, not an exhaustive list. But number one, excessive noise. And Lord, we've just let our, our world get so noisy. Lord, we've lost something that the early church had practicing solitude and silence and waiting to the point where we have created addictions to noise. We've created scenarios where silence is uncomfortable. And so, Lord, deliver us from a world that wants to press on us excessive noise. A second thing that can be obstacles to gratitude is overexposure to the media. (laughs) Forgive us where we have been media addicts. Deliver us, loose us from it, God. From the ill effect, the toxic exposure of overexposure to the media. Deliver us, Lord. Lord, then we recognize the flesh, the omi attitude, the entitlement attitude, the it's owed to me, rather than just a humble brokenness that's just a daily walk of love, devotion, gratitude, and thanks. Worry or negative forecasting. God, deliver us from worry. Deliver us from negative forecasting as we look out on the horizon to a world that's reeling. We know that you are greater. You know the end from the beginning. You see it all. 
Nothing has taken you by surprise and you have told us all over your word. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then Lord, uh, materialism and consumerism, love of the world. Lord, you, you want to be on the throne of our lives, not things that materialism or consumerism would fill. First John 2, 15 to 17, this is in the message. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. Whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. So Lord, we thank you that you've given us blessings, you've given us material blessings, that we're to live in this world. But Lord, help us not ever be captured by the way of the world, by the way of this age. That we would truly, Lord, be a people set apart unto you. A scarcity mentality will take away thankfulness and gratitude because we'll be worried about resource, where it's going to come from. And so, Lord, we thank you that you've told us in your word that we would eat the good of the land, that you would supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory, that there is not a scarcity for your people. even as I shared in the message this morning I was unaware that I was living with a scarcity poverty mindset God deliver us your people from a poverty mindset knowing that you're in our corner you are the God of more than enough and it's you that provides our needs then Lord we recognize here today just in the, the just the beautiful sweetness of your presence in this place that an obstacle to gratitude is going to be losing connection and intimacy with you. And Lord, we could probably point back to the other six things that we looked at there and see that those things would pull us away from that. Lord, we're, we're just a fresh and anew tonight as we go into this day of thanksgiving, making a, a, a fresh declaration that you are our first love. As we worshiped and sang, high above, reigning high above in our hearts, God, high above in our minds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to turn it back over to you for to worship. thanks to your name how we thank you pour out our thanks to you 
enter your presence with a grateful heart. We give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks unto the
so precious Lord so church just as we wait on him we've sort of prayerfully looked at some of the big obstacles that I don't know about you but for me can try to steal away my gratitude I'm going to share just a couple of thoughts on the thankful person some things that the word has to say about the thankful person thankful person is grateful for grateful for what they have not bitter about what they don't love that it's all where the focus is they look for the good in every situation James 1 verses 2 and 3 consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. I'm still struggling in the considerate, pure joy in my brother's department. But you know, with a, a daily, a lens, an attitude of, of gratitude in every situation, can help us break through when it's heavy, when it's crushing, when it's pressing. 
God's got a good plan. He's working a good thing out in our lives, and it's producing perseverance. Perseverance for what? Well, on the way, it's perseverance for whatever comes down the road. But church, it's perseverance until that day at last where we see him face to face. Hallelujah. The thankful person recognizes the sacrifice of others. Romans 16, 1 through 9. I won't read out all of it, but it's all filled with gratitude. I could go down to verse 3. Greet Priscilla and Aquila. Here's all that they did. Here's the sacrifices that, that they made. I'm so grateful for them. Greet the church that meets in their house. Greet my dear friend Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greek Mary, who worked very hard for you. He goes on all the way through all these different folks at the end of his letter where he's just remembering to be grateful, appreciating the sacrifice that others have made, appreciating the, the sowing, the love, the acts of service. And so a grateful attitude keeps an eye out for those things. Then another attribute of a thankful person, they count every day as a blessing regardless of the circumstances. Here's why. Here's why we can do that. Because they don't live based on the circumstances, but based on relationship with God and the promises in his word. Right? And Corinthians tells us, and it quotes other places as well, uh, that we live by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. And then the grateful person, they're thankful even when it's not popular. Luke 17, verses 11 through 19 tells us that Jesus is traveling on his way to Jerusalem on the border between Samaria and Galilee. Verse 12, it says he was going into a village and 10 men who had leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. But interesting, it doesn't say 10 of them came back. It said one, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praised God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus, his response was, hmm, weren't there 10 that were cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God? except this foreigner. And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So a thankful person uh, will, will certainly, certainly be thankful even when it's not popular. Would anybody say there's been some pockets of time in this last couple of years where it's not been popular <laughs> to be grateful? That's okay. We'll just keep our eyes on the Lord, right? We're going to get ready in, in just a, a minute to get back into worship and then take communion. But I just want to share a couple more thoughts that we can kind of ponder on as we worship and then as we get ready to take communion. Gratitude, um, it's a feeling, but it's not only a feeling. It's a capacity, a capacity for gratitude. And the Lord will give that to us. And as we exercise our gratitude, our thankfulness, that capacity will expand. But it's also a choice. 
At the end of the day, it's a choice that we can make. And so I, I, I just really have been chewing on this myself, and I want to share this with you. There's two kinds of gratitude. There's routine gratitude, and there's exceptional gratitude. And actually, this thought, it's not an original thought. It, um, I've, I've mentioned at times uh, a book by Tommy Newberry called The 4-8 Principle that looks at Philippians 4-8. And uh, so I just want to give him credit on this. Um, but he talks about routine gratitude, and he talks about exceptional gratitude. And I think what he's really defining, really give God credit for this, because he's defining gratitude as the world gives and a biblical gratitude. Routine gratitude is ordinary, it's reactive, and it's superficial. Right? Isn't that gratitude as the world gives? But biblical, exceptional gratitude, it's intentional, it's proactive, and it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. So I believe that's the kind of gratitude, you know, as we are just reflecting here before this Thanksgiving holiday that the Lord would invite us to to step into, to keep practicing. I'm so grateful for every place around me where I see examples of thankfulness and gratitude extended. But again, I think in this last couple of years of time, um, the, the world has gotten beaten up enough where there needs to be um, uh, uh, a response, you know, for folks to say, no, I'm not going to let that do that to me. I'm not going to let that be that way for me anymore. So Ephesians 5, 19 through 20 tells Christians uh, to be speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Lord. So, hey, look out. You might just see me greet you one day with a, a psalm or a hymn or a song. Really surprise you. Songs from the Spirit, hymns and psalms and songs from the Spirit, and sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it was so beautiful on Sunday morning. The worship was so beautiful, and and, and there have been so many increasing times of worship and just heartfelt expression that that just the, the church family has been making and extending. But I got to tell you what was, I think, most exciting, most exciting to me was after our anointed team had led us and we were no longer in songs in chorus, there was just a raising of voices. This was in second service all around the sanctuary of praise and cheer and love that was that was expressed out of hearts uh, in the church family and that that is you know that I, I that that's a place in worship that God wants wants to keep taking us to and and have us live in together you know and as we enter his courts with thanksgiving you know uh, and or enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise i think as we're living in a lifestyle behind the scenes singing and making music from our heart to the lord always giving thanks to god the father for everything in the name of our lord jesus christ i had a situation the other day where i thought lord two more seconds in the car and i would have been you know uh, plowed by this person that was driving crazy and you know what there was two choices get into sin and anger over the guy driving crazy which 
I've done just to confess. But in this moment, I instead said, Lord, I'm thanking you for being with me in the car and piloting me that that didn't happen, right? So it's like seeing the good in the situation, you know, rather than, you know, what did the enemy want me to do? What does he want us to do? Always go to the other side, right? Let, let me like bring it concisely this way and then uh, we'll turn into communion and just however Pastor James wants to lead us into worship. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. It's just so simple. Three verses, but it's just so concise. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So this is Paul who wrote this, and this is the Paul who was, you know, locked in chains, you know, his hands and feet, you know, locked in what I can't imagine how painful and uncomfortable as he was in prison, Paul and Silas, worshiping God. And, and, and it shook the earth that they chose to give thanks in all things. So by the way, remember, that doesn't say give thanks for all things. It's give thanks in all things. And we bring the power and the glory of God down. Amen? Man, it goes back to we just can't outgive God. We we give him worship, we give him love, we give him devotion, we give him surrender, we give him thanks, and it pours blessing back on our lives. You know, talking earlier about materialism and consumerism, you know, those isms are designed by the enemy to spoil us, to, to make us spoiled on the inside. Right? Selfish, self-centered, and, and, and even those things, they have appetites. You know, and as we, as we put those appetites down and as we're broken from those things and we maintain the lordship of Christ and we maintain gratitude and thankfulness in our lives, oh my goodness, it just brings God, God's power into our lives. It literally delivers us uh, from all of those effects. God has wired us. What, what I was getting at with that point is God has wired us that we're our best selves, spirit, soul, and body, when we're grateful, thankful, and when we're giving ourselves away. Amen? Amen. So, Pastor James, I, I know i kind of been weaving in and out here. Um, whether you want to lead us in chorus or whether you want to just pray a little bit, um, just before we take communion, let's just wait on the Lord. Hey, is this okay tonight? This is a very different type of a service, you know? Just, just to wait like this. Something the Lord has really been speaking to my heart about just time with Him, that there, there are certain times that are structured, you know, that, that just have to stay within that structure. But in our own devotion and walk with Him, He wants there to be times where we're not rushed, you know, unrushed times. So that's why we were so looking forward to this tonight, just having a time to just wait and listen. So Pastor James, however you want to lead us and then bring us back into uh, praying over our communion. You dance over me while I am unaware and you sing all around but I never hear the sound Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed. 
of a new and better covenant based on new and better promises. Thank you so much, Lord. We love you tonight. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you.
blessing to you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. speak to my heart and I believe it's it's not just for me I think it's something that's for us the Lord wants to take us down new paths with him and new depths know that I know that I know in, in my heart that the Lord wants to pour out in a fresh way. And that it would affect in three ways. I'm, I'm not even sure where it starts, which spot it starts, if it's simultaneous, but that the Lord wants to pour out and draw us in deeper communion, deeper relationship, deeper devotion, personally, one-on-one. And that he wants to do that in our houses. Felt like I just got a glimpse of the Lord breaking out in homes. And he wants to pour out and break out in a fresh way. In, in this congregation as we would gather. Praise you, Lord. So church, I would just invite you if that resonates in your heart, if you feel God quickening anything. If not, you can just kind of tuck that away prayerfully and see how God leads us. If that resonates in any way for you personally, where you just hear the Lord calling, hear the Lord saying, I, it's time to go deeper. It's time to go to new places. something the Lord has been speaking to me is regarding my life having room for him to do in me what he wants to do in me and to be with me in the way he wants to be with me. And I'm sharing that because I don't think that's just for me. I think it's uh, from the Lord as a pushback to the spirit of our age the noise that we talked about earlier, running crazy, schedules overfilled, not having room or time. I believe the Lord really wants to deliver us from that. So again, if you're here tonight and it's just like, okay, well, that's neat and I'll keep an eye out, then then praise God. But if you're feeling God is speaking to you that, oh, it's there's a call 
then why not make that the, the, a response in this communion time to say, Lord, I'm responding to you. And Lord, you show me how to walk that out to go on to new depths and new places with you. Just church, as we prepare to take communion with grateful hearts on what Jesus has done for us on the cross. that our sins are washed away. That we have been purchased back. Ransomed. And that in his brokenness and his piercing, we have been delivered and set free. So, Lord, probably for most of us, if not all of us, we've taken communion plenty of times before. And I just sense such opportunity in this time of communion here now. That it is far beyond a practice or a tradition, but it is an opportunity for us to fellowship with you. And I thank you that that's happened here tonight. Thank you for your sweet presence. I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts, what you're speaking to us here tonight. So, Lord, as we prepare to eat the bread and and have the cup, we stir our hearts, we stir our faith that wherever it's needed, every promise that is yes and amen in Jesus is ours tonight. We're thankful for it. And Lord, we're also saying, however you want to lead us in the days ahead, whatever it is that you would want us to step into individually in our homes and here as a church family as we gather, Lord, our eyes are on you. And so lead us, God. Lead us by your spirit. We trust you. We thank you. Jesus' name. Let's partake. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. to you, God. Father, we just thank you so much for this opportunity that we have had together tonight. Lord, just this more unstructured time of worship and prayer and listening for your voice and seeking your face. And Lord, I pray that for, for this whole church family, watching online, everybody here, anybody that couldn't be a part, Lord, I pray that there would be just such a fresh, sweet anointing on all your people in whatever way that we would celebrate tomorrow. Lord, I pray for anybody who's got um, just tough nuts to crack, I'll put it that way, with family members and sometimes with gatherings and challenges and all those different things. Lord, let your grace be upon each one. Let us carry your anointing. Let us carry your favor. Let it be your fragrance. 
coming out of us, through us, that, that is minister to the world around us. And Lord, I pray that you would, for each of us, as we would receive by faith, that we would walk out a greater lifestyle of gratitude. God, that's my heart's cry. That's our heart's cry all around this place. And so we thank you for it, Lord. Traveling mercies for all the traveling. Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.